present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second week in Leicester, a city of varied culture and heritage. Many of Leicester's place names emanate from its 9th century Danish occupation, including Deangate, Wiggiston Lane and Unsmoke Rindish Street. <laughs> the founder of the English Parliament, Simon de Montfort, was born here and one of the city's concert halls was named in his honour after he took the title Third Baron de Bingo on Tuesdays. <laughs> Over the following centuries, Leicester became known for the fine quality of its textile manufacture. Towards the end of the Civil War, Charles I came here and bought three items of clothing, including the two shirts he wore at his execution. <laughs> Luckily, his wife had the foresight to keep the receipt for the hat. <laughs> Nearby places of interest include Milton Mowbray, home of the pork pie. The recipe to the original pork pie is a closely guarded secret, but it's known to rely on using pork from a specific breed of pig that produces a copious amount of gelatinous fatty grease. Many breeders have successfully raised such pigs, but none has ever managed to catch hold of one. <laughs> the many well-known names associated with the town include W.G. Grace, who, in partnership with his brother, founded the department store made famous, <laughs> made famous by Mrs. Slocum and Captain Peacock. <laughs> Leicester also has plenty to offer those in search of culture. The city's museum and art gallery houses what was believed to be Britain's largest dinosaur until the advent of ITV Digital. <laughs> but there's more to Leicester today than just well-known dinosaurs. <laughs> Let's meet the team. <laughs> They are on my left, Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. And on my right, Jeremy Hardy and Tim Brooke Taylor. And taking her usual position on my left hand, please welcome our scorer, the ever lovely Samantha. We start, with, we start with a round of celebrity misquotes where the team suggests things that famous people are never likely to have said. Jeremy, would you care to start, please? Lawrence the Wellington Bowen, do you think this makes me look a bit camp? <laughs> Graham. One from Jerry Springer, your private life is no concern of mine. <laughs> Tim. Jeremy Hardy. And now here's a song you'll all recognise. <laughs> Picasso, can you see what it is yet? <laughs> Richard Littlejohn, well, I'd need to give that some thought before I express my opinion. <laughs> BBC Two controller Jane Root, my biggest ambition is to get the goodies back on my channel. Oh. <laughs> sure. 
Duke of Edinburgh, far be it from me to comment. <laughs> David Attenborough? No, pass me the big gun. <laughs> King Harold, 2020 me. David Starkey, where are my manners? Graham Norton, I do. <laughs> Neil and Christine Hamilton, oh, we couldn't do that. <laughs> Queen Victoria, I piss myself. <laughs> Barry Cry, oh, no thanks, I've already had a half. <laughs> it's fun this round. <laughs> Tim Brooke Taylor, no, I'll get them in. <laughs> Charlie Dimmock, gosh, it lifts and separates. <laughs> Boutros, Boutros, Garley. Oh, so you're called Boutros, Boutros as well. <laughs> Vinnie Jones. Ooh, you made me jump. <laughs> Nicholas Parsons. Oh, you don't want me in the photograph. <laughs> OK, the teams are going to sing along now to a selection of well-known discs in the game called Pick Up Song. As usual, Samantha made a regular trip to the gramophone library this morning to collect the records she'd ordered. She doesn't like heights, but the archivist is very helpful and always climbs the ladder to fetch her some of the most successful discs in music history. She says she always looks forward to her visits as he goes up with his feet firmly on the steps and hands down her giant hits. <laughs> Samantha is now ready and waiting at the turntable eager to give the discs a spin. You should sing along, teams, until at my signal she turns the volume down. Then you must continue singing, and if, when the music returns, you're within a gnat's crotchet of the original, I'll be awarding points. And points mean prizes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was so special about Pavlov? This, this week's prize is sure to delight every gazelle enthusiast who hates his pets going astray. It's his stamped-addressed antelope. <laughs> right, you're to start, Barry. I'd like you to accompany the Beatles singing Oobladi Oobladah. Yes, Desmond has a barrow in the marketplace. Molly is a singer in a band. Desmond says to Molly, girl, I like your face. And Molly says this as she takes him by the hand. Oh, bloody, oh, blada, life goes on, brah. La, la, how the life goes on. Oh, bloody, oh, blada, life goes on, brah. La, la, how the life goes on. Desmond takes a trolley to the jeweler's store. Buys a oh, bloody old bladder. Your turn, Tim. I'd like you to come with me. Dusty Springfield singing, You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. 
You said you would always stay. It wasn't me who changed but you. And now you've gone away. Bastards. Don't you see that now you've gone and I'm left here on my own that I have to follow you and beg you to come home you don't have to say you love Okay, Graham, now I'd like you to accompany Bob Dylan singing The Times They Are a Changing. Come gather around people, wherever you roam. Speak up. And admit that the waters around you have grown. And accept that it soon will be drenched to the bone. If your time to you is worth saving. Then it better starts from it or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing <laughs> Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pen and keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon, for the wheel's still in the spin There's no telling who that it's named But the loser now Finally, Jeremy, I'm bound by my contract to ask you to accompany <laughs> To ask you to accompany Sting and the police singing Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne! You have to put on the red lights! Those days are over! You don't have to sell your body to the night! Everyone's been very kind. <laughs> right, the next game is called Sound Charades. It's based on the old TV favourite Give Us a Clue, where terrific comedy entertainment was provided by top-class celebrities performing mimes in silence. Our version differs slightly in one respect, and totally in all the others. <laughs> 
The original game revolved around miming the titles of songs, books or films against a strict time limit. Sadly, however, Give Us a Clue hasn't been made recently, so we'll never see what team captain Lionel Blair would have done with modern films. Lionel used to get quite emotional, and no doubt after two minutes against the clock, the talented Mr. Ripley would have put a lump in his throat. <laughs> Jeremy, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. And here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. The Seven Samurai. The Seven Samurai. Right, you're guessing this one, Barry and Graham. Off you go, Tim and Jeremy. Three words, and as far as I know, it's only just, a film. Just a film, yeah. Yeah. Sleepy? Yeah. Dopey? Yeah. Happy? Yeah. Dark? Yeah. Grumpy? Yeah. Bashful? Yeah. Sneezy? <laughs> Put down those great big swords and come and eat your sushi. <laughs> well. The Japanese connection completely is it flies to me. Is it seven dwarfs for seven brothers? Yes, <laughs> that's it. Something I like that. Well, I don't know. Shot in the dark. Gold adventure. Seven Samurai? No. Well, yeah, yeah, well done. Very good. Right, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board. And here once more is the mystery voice for listeners at home. About a boy. About a boy. Uh, It's a a film and a book, and it's three words. Three words. Goes something like this. Ahoy there, Dougal! Ah, hey, man. You'll have had your tea. Uh, well, come away up on deck. Oh, jings, that's quite a swell. Uh, it's this. <laughs> uh, it's this bell bottom kilt. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Great heaven. Is that the ship's law? So it's been called. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, James, I I must lean over the rail. I'm feeling a bit queasy. Oh, dear. Do you want me to heave, too? Well... (laughs) It's entirely up to you, old friend. Well, don't worry, we'll be be heading back now. Well, if I may, may I presume that you're going to turn round that thing bobbing in the water? Oh, yes, yes. Or... In correct nautical parlance, we go... The cruel sea. No, 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 no. Uh, the kind sea? Go round that thing, I think. No. Oh, no. no, about... Go about, Captain. Oh, about a boy. Oh! <laughs> yes, Very good. It's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. But first I noticed from the small mound on the postroom floor that our pet mole has got out again. <laughs> and that we've received a letter from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. She writes... She writes, Dear Songs of Praise. 
Thank you for attending our church last week. Our charity raised several hundred pounds from the sponsored 24-hour bell-ringing marathon and was flooded with applications from new members. Yours sincerely, Mrs. Trellis, North Wales Tinnitus Society. (laughs) Okay, teams, this week we'll be playing Mortimer's Second Amendment, a highly specialised version of the game which, once Parsons Green has been declared, forces play along the Great Western Axis, obliging players to sacrifice seven sisters in order to prize open their opponents' laterals. Could you just repeat that, please? In order to prize open their opponents' laterals. Okay, Switch Tim, you can on. start and shut up. <laughs> Tim, you can start. And a word to the wise. Try Albright's second opening. Second opening? It's mm-hmm. the first time you've ever helped me. Good street. That's Albright's first opening. Graham, is that right? No. Am, I, am I wrong there? It's his first opening. Adjudication, Humphrey. Please. First opening revised. What about First it? opening. <laughs> Second opening is complete. It's too early for an <laughs> And anyway, I can't say it, so that's. <laughs> no, play on, play on. All right, I'll play on then. Cleveland Street. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Naive. Leicester International. I'm just being silly, aren't you? Yeah, it's pushing it a bit, I think. Oh, Parsons Green. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's been declared, has it? I said it out loud, that's declaring it. (laughs) Yeah, but Humph won't have heard it. Or do Um, I go? (laughs) St Martin's Lane. We can confer in this mode. Hmm. Oh, yes, go on. (laughs) Confer away. Ignore the voices, Barry. (laughs) It's worth it, though, isn't it? You can go to Seven Sisters right now, yes. Yeah, and uh, okay. Yeah. Seven Sisters. The coroner's right. wood. Tooting back. Oh, oh. Oh, well, that's rather well, good. Yeah, no, they're laterals. No, that's totally no, that's exposed. Good. Yes, you're in there. They're exposed you're in there. Through straight in. They're straight complete. in there now. Wow. Yeah. Go, go for it. Wow. It isn't his turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a small snag. But I'll help here. Pass. No. Platts Lane. Mornington Cretans. I just noticed that, uh, Barry, you were obliged to sacrifice seven sisters. Yeah. Which it says here, obliging players to sacrifice seven sisters. But you didn't do that. No, he didn't, actually. No. I... He declared early. Before tea. No, but they... Let's not live in the past. <laughs> But it having proceeded, that negates it. You can't go back on that and say, I didn't sacrifice it. I'm the chairman. I can go, go back on anything I want. Come on, look, look. look we've all had a You let it Come go on. in the first place. Humph let it go in the first place. That's Leave not it, my Mary. It's not worth it. <laughs> the next game is called A Day in the Life, and it's where I ask the teams to imagine themselves as famous... <laughs> That's so much. It's a tall, bloody order. <laughs> It's where I ask the teams to imagine themselves as famous celebrities. <laughs> I brought along a selection of interviews with famous people where they reveal the most intimate details. De- deta- details. <laughs> Fancy not sacrificing the seven sisters. <laughs> Obsessed. <laughs> 
It says here, it says yeah. so in the rules. No, I read right, it out. I actually right. read it out. <laughs> Go on, rake the ashes, rake the ashes. I brought along a selection of interviews with famous people where they reveal the most intimate details of their private lives. Certain key elements have, however, been omitted. The team's task is to guess what those missing sections might contain. Right, we'll start with you, Barry and Graham, and a day in the life of Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. When we decided to move from a flat to a bigger house, we set out to find somewhere we could... Wreck. (laughs) Walk straight into. I remember my wife, Jackie, ringing me to say she'd found the perfect place. It's a 30s bungalow with a roof extension in Blackheath, South London. We're aiming for a romantic open-plan look with chintzy colours. <laughs> and on the roof, we're putting a faux... Toe of Handy Andy. <laughs> Dovecot. I divide my time between TV design programmes such as Changing Rooms, Change That, Home Front in the Garden and... Hiding from Clients. <laughs> my own interior design company. We are rather bohemian, and on our walls have been known to paint... Our toenails. (laughs) Stripes. This is in order to give clients a feel of... Foreboding. (laughs) Colour relationships. I live on coffee and fags until the evening when I have a blowout and eat more at one sitting... I need more at one sitting than... <laughs> I could before the blowout. <laughs> Anyone I know. I've always dressed... In the dark. <laughs> Flamboyantly. Hmm. I think if you decorate in your best clothes, you tend to... Look as big a prat as I do. <laughs> Be more careful. When I'm wearing my long red coat, our little daughter, Cecile, tries to post letters in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Thinks I look like Captain Hook. Okay. (laughs) And that's an overstatement. Right, you now, Tim and Jeremy, and for you I have the words of Victoria Beckham. I shall read this in my own voice. As opposed to the last one. (laughs) I knew from the first time I met David that I wanted to... Have a joint bank account. Marry him. I knew he liked me, but for the first three dates, he wouldn't even... Pass the ball. (laughs) We were sitting in our dressing gowns when David pulled out the ring, got down on one knee and said... Look, a hand grenade. (laughs) (laughs) Will you marry me, Victoria? 
We don't go to celebrity parties. I prefer to be at home in my pyjamas sitting in front of the photographers. <laughs> David is a fantastic sportsman and he's very intelligent, but he's not going to sit down in interviews and start using... His body. <laughs> Really long words. <clears throat> Brooklyn looks so beautiful. He has my nose and David's. Fifth metatarsal. <laughs> Thighs. Brooklyn thinks all daddies play football and all mummies come from Egypt. <laughs> Appear on top of the pops. Before going to bed, I always take off my roof rack. <laughs> Makeup. That's it. <laughs> well, it's very nearly the end of the show, but it's just time to squeeze in a round of French Radio Times. Samantha says she has to nip off now as she's been invited to stay with her new gentleman friend in his Bordeaux chateau. He's asked her to help taste some of his vintage clarets and she's looking forward to trying a robust 86 and a rather tempting 72 before joining him in the cellar to enjoy a full-bodied 69. <laughs> so while she's away sampling that, I'd like you please teams to suggest TV and radio shows that might be listed in a special French edition of Radio Times. Tim, will you start, please? And the uh, Milkwood... <laughs> Le Pen behaving badly. <laughs> Louis XIV's weird weekends. Hello, hello. <laughs> Mad, she wrote. <laughs> Au revoir, pet. Who wants to be a legionnaire? <laughs> Garde du Nord's question time. <laughs> Quasimodo in Dead Ringers. <laughs> a tribute to one of France's greatest civil engineers. Ooh, you are Eiffel, but I like you. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> as the visually impaired hairdresser of time waves cheerio to the Gary Roads of eternity. <laughs> I notice it's time to say goodbye. So from the team, Samantha, myself and the fine folk of Leicester, it's goodbye. Barry Cronhead, Graham Garden, Jeremy Hardy and Tim Brooke Taylor will be given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith. What a trooper Samantha is. If you've ever seen her and have a picture of her, email me a copy. I'd love to see what she looks like.